Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill's Mafia, what's going on? It's your boy DM3. Back in action, Akeem Richens. Is that you, my friend? How's yes. it going, brother? And uh, and I'm visibly excited, man. DM3 <laughs> is back. Billsology, the original Billsology is back. A Rich, Akeem Richens. If you don't know us, please get to know us. I'm so excited for this show. My brother, from another mother and father, Dave Myers is back. How you doing, bro? How are you doing? Oh man, it's it's been a long year, but I'm back, and this is not a guest appearance. This is our show is back. Our show, Billsology, is back, and I I'm I'm excited. I mean the 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 chat section is already blowing up. I see all the regulars are in here. Daniel Galleries is in here. Mm -hmm. Kim Boomhauer is already in here. Mm -hmm. Penny Andrews is in here. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's, there's a ton already. I, I, it's going to be a good show. We're going to talk about how all of these quarterbacks that you are, are hearing about all these young first, second, third year quarterbacks are um, compared to Josh Allen, which is insane. If you think about two years ago, um, we wouldn't be having this topic of the show. So it's going to be fun. We're going to, we're going to dive into all that. Um, I just wanted to throw out there show is presented by total sports Buffalo. If you guys are into collecting signed buffalo bills memorabilia they are the officially licensed uh memorabilia dealer for the buffalo bills the links in the description um check them out if you guys have a fan cave if you guys have a man cave you got a wife cave whatever they're called you got yes. christmas coming up all that good stuff so check them out they got great deals coming up and i know they got a lot of big things coming up so all right pay the bills that's all out of the way yes akeem akeem how's it how's it been how's the how's it been <sighs> The last I missed, I missed being on after 13 seconds. I missed being on after the New England Patriots game in the playoffs. So, first off, and I know that I'm, I'm I might stump you with this one, but what's what's your thoughts? Training camp starts tomorrow. What's your, what's your initial just initial thoughts? Like, what are you looking forward to the most right right now? Right now, sitting here, the last weekend in July. What what are you looking towards? Uh, I'm looking towards. Uh, just just getting everything started, getting everything underway. You know, when football season is over, there's a lull throughout life, it feels like, right? Am I the only one? Because football evolves, is a great percentage that evolves around my life is the Buffalo Bills. So when they're not present, it's a great lull in my life. Like my life is now a little bit stagnant. But now <laughs> that the Buffalo Bills and football season's underway, and training camp is underway and we're getting to to talk and dive into some training camp battles this is a very exciting time especially if you're a buffalo bills fan especially if you're a fan of a team that is a super bowl contender in this nfl or so it's 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 a very exciting time to be a sports fan a football fan and especially a buffalo bills fan I'm I'm excited because um, I'm 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 doing this and this I I love doing this and and the only person that I love doing this with is Akeem. There's not been another person I would choose to have as a co-host, and I missed mm -hmm. I missed all this, and I don't want to dive into where I've been and all that stuff. And um, but it's been a long year, and I know that Akeem and myself have gone through a lot of personal things, but we are here. We're back. We're excited. Um, this is just the start of I think a great season. 
Um, just knowing that the veterans are in the building and practice starts tomorrow, whether it be they're practicing against air, whether, you know, we don't get to see too much of who's matched up against who. I just, the hype around this team is absolutely, it's, it's off the charts. Social media for the bills has never seen anything like this. We're typically, Hey, top 10. Yeah, we're going to do okay. But now it's like everywhere you look top of the mountain, everybody's predicting the bills to be a super bowl contender. So, um, we're going to do a couple of our segments. We're not going to bring back all the bells and whistles because we just kind of want to get back in, kick some of the dust off. Um, yep. I think it's a great topic. It's Akeem's topic. He wanted to talk about this. I know he's chomping at the bit to get through some of these quarterbacks. Um, but once we get rolling all season, we'll bring back all the bells and whistles and all the cool stuff. Um, yes. But if you guys rock with us and you've been with us um, from the installment of Bill's Algae, you guys know that we have some segments we like to do as corny as they might be. Um, but we're back, first, baby. Yeah, they're we're back, back, baby. <laughs> and we're going to let one rip right now. <clears throat> All right. So tweet this. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously next week's show, we're probably going to have a lot more of these, um, mm -hmm. just because there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Um, and if you're new to watching the show, what tweet this is, we find relevant tweets that are very interesting, sometimes controversial, sometimes funny, um, mm -hmm. good talking points for um, Akeem and myself. So the first one, and this is this has kind of been going around for a while, I feel like. If you go back to Joe Hayden's Instagram page from like two months ago, he posted a workout video. Um, Stefan Diggs put it in his story. Vaughn Miller um he shared it in his in his story right after he got signed with the Bills. Um, Jordan Poyer liked it and commented on it. So, a rich, yes. Looking at this here, knowing that we drafted Kyrie Elam, and knowing that I think that until Trey comes back, whenever that is, I think we're going to be in good hands. Would you mm -hmm. be opposed to signing Joe Hayden as that veteran presence in, in the CB room? Uh, and you know what? This this is an excellent topic, uh, excellent, excellent way to kick off the show. Right. Because Bill's players have been clamoring for for Joe Hayden. The workout video is there. Stefan Diggs commented on the workout video, added the Buffalo Bills. So it's it's the interest is obvious uh, amongst Bill's players. So would I be opposed of adding a veteran like a Joe Hayden? Uh, I, I think it would be a good idea. I think that adding a veteran to this Buffalo Bills roster, to this Buffalo Bills uh, cornerback room, can be beneficial for the Buffalo Bills this year. And I have to, and I have to say why, why, right? I have a couple of reasons. Uh, the first reason is I think is it's more of the obvious, right? It's it's Trey White's injury, right? Trey White uh, injured his ACL, a significant injury. Thanksgiving last year against the New Orleans Saints. So uh, we don't know when Trey White is coming back, right? We don't know if it's going to be week one against, uh, against the Rams. We don't know if it's going to be week eight against the Falcons. Nevertheless, we need as fans, as a fan base, as the organization, as coaches, as his, as his players that he's playing with on the field, we need a healthy Trey White. We don't want to rush Trey White. We don't want to feel that we don't want to feel like Trey White has the pressure, feels the pressure to return back and needs to be the savior for the Buffalo Bills. Right. We want him completely healthy. No rush. So let's get uh, our cornerback healthy. And in the meantime, 
add a guy that has some veteran experience to help aid uh, the Buffalo Bills cornerback room. So that's one reason is Tredavious White injury. Let me get into another reason. Let's talk about the rest of the cornerbacks for the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills lack production and experience behind Tredavious White, right? Dane Jackson, 25 years old, former seventh round pick. He's going into his third season. He only has eight career starts. Kair Elam is a rookie cornerback out of Florida, first round pick, 23rd overall. We hope he can make an immediate impact, right? We hope these players can make immediate impact, but they lack the experience and the production. If you bring in a guy like Joe Hayden, he has that 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 the smarts the vast majority of experience he has he can further develop and help the progression for the young cornerbacks that do not have the experience so that's another reason and last but not least it's always good to have depth at the cornerback position so depth the injury to trey white and the lack of experience and production coming from the position beyond trey white is reasons why i would add a veteran like joe hayden yeah, it, great, great points. I, I I couldn't disagree with any of those. Um, first off, if you haven't smashed the like button, please smash the like button. If you're watching this on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, share. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the bell, so you know when all of our great content goes live. Um, I mean, though, all those points are valid. My my biggest thing is this is going to be a wait and see thing with Tredavious White, right? We can we can hear all the fluff stories about how. You know, he's the first one in there. He's the last one to leave every day. But the bottom line is, is we might have to wait and see. This might be something where, you know, we're getting into right around preseason and he's not ready to go. Then they got to start doing something. Um, but do you want to do you want to sign a guy knowing that Tredavis is going to come back? Depth is great. But what I think. We, need, we have an all-pro corner in Tredavious White, so we need to make sure that when he comes back, it's the right time because we can't afford to have something happen to him again. And I would be more comfortable having a veteran like Joe Hayden who's played in a very similar system that the Bills run. Um, he's He'd be very familiar with picking up the playbook. I, I, he's a veteran. He's going to be able to help Elam. He's going to be able to help Dane Jackson. Um, even, from even, sidelines, even from the sidelines, even from the sidelines, he can help them. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we know that McDermott loves his corners. We know Leslie Frazier loves his DBs. So to me, I would let Trey kind of progressively come back. And if it's Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving. You know, you, you want all your guys down the stretch. You want them all healthy down the stretch. And I know the training staff will do right by Tredavious White. And they're going to make sure that, hey, if it's week one, if he's there's any signs that he's not going to be hundred percent. They're not going to do that, but we might go up against the Super Bowl champions with Elam and Dane Jackson as CB one and two. And this team, this team needs to start strong out of the gate because the first six weeks of the schedule are brutal. They're absolutely brutal as far as travel primetime games, um, the level of competition. So, Yes, you don't want to rush Trey back, but do you want to put that pressure on Dane Jackson and on Kyrie Elam? I think that's a lot to ask of those guys. Now, I think we all know Kyrie Elam was drafted to be the team's long-term answer at CB2. Hopefully that that's, comes to fruition and that works out. Mm -hmm. But you're asking a lot of these guys right out the gate. So I think it's interesting. 
Um, there's a lot. The comment section is 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 blowing it, up on this topic. And I see, so. and it's not, and it's not even about it being about Joe Hayden. We're talking about Joe Hayden specifically because of the tweet, right? Because there's right. Bills players, there's Bills players, Bills players that are clamoring for Joe Hayden specifically. So that's why we're talking about him specifically. But I'm all in for adding any veteran corner that can that can help the Buffalo Bills along the way. You know, so it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be Joe Hayden. Yeah. MB41 says that we know he's 33. I I think we're all aware that Joe Hayden's on the back end of his career. I think, like Akeem said, um, I think it was similar to a conversation we had a little over a year. It was probably been almost two years now when we were talking about Richard Sherman. I think it's trans transitional skills, right? So maybe he's lost a step in coverage, but maybe the IQ that he can bring to the room would help the young guys. And like Akeem said, from the sideline, maybe – you know, even if Trey comes back week one and you got Kyrie Elam's CB2 week one, maybe Joe Hayden, there's certain packages you can use him in or he can help from the sideline. So um, he's still a free agent. So he's I, I don't think he's highly sought after at this point. Um, and he might be one of those guys down the road once camp happens that they need to go to. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what what the Bills decide to do. You know, I think it's a fit for scheme wise. I think that will be smart. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. All right, next one up. So we put stuff out on social media because it was a parody. Uh, there was a parody account that tried to, you know, it was a Bleacher Report parody account that said the Bills signed OBJ. Everybody went bananas. Um, we posted it as a parody, as a joke, because OBJ actually responded and retweeted the tweet saying, I woke up, I asked how much did we sign for? Von Miller, what's good, teammate? So... All the joking out of it, I think we take away all of the, you know, it was a fake account, it was fake news. We we get all that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about this because this is not the first time this has been brought up anywhere on social media. It's 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 been all over. Um, everybody, I think, is well aware of his injury, and he's probably going to miss a, a huge chunk of the season. Would you be opposed to the Bills taking a flyer on OBJ if the price is right? Now, you know, here's the thing, right? You 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 see you see OBJ, you you see what he's done since coming back from his first injury, right? He's he was playing exceptional football. He had a lot of touchdowns. Him and Matthew Stafford, the chemistry was there, and OBJ and Matthew Stafford proved three uh proved to be one of the many reasons why Baker Mayfield is no longer a Cleveland Brown, right? But now that he's coming off a, a second injury, and we talk about Tredavious White getting hurt on Thanksgiving, Odell Beckham got hurt uh, during the Super Bowl in February. Yeah. You know, so that that's that's a lot later. And I talk about Tredavious White not being able to probably get back into Tredavious White All Pro form his first year because that's injury is a significant one you have to develop trust for that knee again you got to prove mentally that you can make the necessary cuts when receivers making cuts and you got to believe that your knee can react to what the the opposition is doing so it's going to take some time well odell beckham is a receiver in his own right and it's going to take him time so i don't even think you will get the best odell to begin with this season anyway 
So uh, I, I would pass on Odell because, one, you wouldn't get the best Odell this year. And, two, mm -hmm. I think the Buffalo Bills wide receiving core, they check all the boxes. They fill all the dimensions, in my opinion. You have Stephon Diggs, who is your number one alpha, bona fide superstar wide receiver. You have an ascending number two wide receiver that is big, is physical, and graceful with his feet in Gabriel Davis. You have a, a guy that can be explosive and can help in the yak game in Jamison Crowder. You have your deep threat in, in Isaiah McKenzie. You have your, your Swiss Army knife that can do punt return, kick return, line up at running back, slot on the outside in, Kyrie, in, in, uh, in Shakir. So the Buffalo Bills wide receiving core already checks all the boxes and already is one of the, the strengths of the football team. So all in all, I would pass on Odell Beckham. I have to agree with you. I, it's nice, you know, in fantasy land to think about, because a lot of people look at it with, you know, look what he did in the super. He, he helped the Rams get to the Super Bowl Cause he was, he was, a, he was pretty good in the playoffs. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. He was, he was really good in the playoffs and he was playing well in the Super Bowl mm -hmm. until he got injured. Um, I just don't know where you're taking targets away. Um, you have the emergence of Dawson Knox, who you're probably going to want to use in the red zone and other things. Um, you got OJ Howard. Um, I think the jury's kind of still out on what, how they're going to use them. And then all the receivers that you named, um, yeah. on top of the fact that you have, you brought in a receiving running back in James Cook. So I think they have speed. I think they have hands. They have the athleticism, yes. unless it's an absolute bargain basement steal or, and I, I hate doing this, or something happens in training camp where one of the big guys goes down, you know, Gabe Davis or Stefan Diggs or something. And, and I, I don't ever want, I don't hate the bad juju. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we need to um, hinder any of the development that we're going to want to give to Gabe Davis. Um, Isaiah McKenzie's in the system again for what, this is the fourth year, fifth year now mm -hmm. Isaiah McKenzie's in the system. Mm -hmm. um, and then you got Khalil Shakir who you're going to want to groom him um, and then to me, honestly, one of the most underrated signings that anybody's made this off season is Jameson Crowder. Um, I put some stuff out on Twitter comparing him to Cole Beasley and it, everybody thought I was bashing Cole Beasley. But if, if you guys know me, I went to bat for Cole Beasley until the day he was released. Like I was one of the hugest supporters of Cole Beasley. I just think that Jameson Crowder, if he stays healthy, you're going to get the yak. Um, you're going to get more, more receptions larger average per reception. And I, I think it's, it's a steal. I think he was a steal. So, and he hasn't had good quarterback play since he's, you know, for the past three or four years. So he's got Josh now. So it's the Josh Allen effect. So I don't know. Definitely. Definitely, man. Like, and uh, like you said, it's, it's definitely the Josh Allen effect. And because of the quarterback we have with the combination, we combination of players we have at the offensive skill positions, uh, we expect the expectation is our quarterback is 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 going to deliver the football to these players and make them better. Uh, Josh Allen has made players better. He's gotten a uh, a career year from a Stephon Diggs, a Cole Beasley, a John Brown. So we expect that to continue with the added pieces and dimensions we we already have on 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 the offensive skill offensive side of the ball for the Bills. Spin has a pretty good comment. This is kind of something to think about a little bit of a different take on it the only reason to grab obj is to secure him for next season 
Um, I, I don't know because you you still got McKenzie's on a multi-year deal. You still got Gabe Davis. You still got Diggs. You got Khalil Shakir. You know, mm-hmm. I, I still think that he'd kind of be fighting those guys for targets. Mm-hmm. Now, a healthy, a healthy OBJ is, is dangerous, you know, because the Bills didn't go out and necessarily replace the Emmanuel Sanders guy, you know, with somebody because they just assume that Gabe Davis, after what he did in the postseason, is just going to secure that number two wide receiver role. And then they got some, they sprinkled in other guys like Jameson Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, things like that, and Khalil Shakir. So it's a good, it's a good thought, but I, I don't think that that's something because if he comes back healthy, um, say he signs with some team around the trade deadline and he's looking to come back in November or December and he, he goes on this run with somebody, um, he's going to want a, a ton of money next year, I would think, you know, but he's coming off that injury. So it'll be interesting to see. So, all right, tweet this. We got those two out of the way. Again, yes. if you guys are watching on Facebook, smash the, smash the like, please share. If you're watching on Twitter, please comment, please share uh, or retweet. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, please like the video and drop as many comments as you want. Um, should I, should I do what we talked about earlier? With the uh, Dane Jackson thing, should we do that or no? What do you think? Uh, yeah, we could do that. And you then we do could, it. Yeah, definitely, we could do that. We could do All that. Right. All right. So, for because I love you guys, and mm-hmm. because I've been gone for a while, so I'm gonna give away a Dane Jackson mini flash helmet to a co- someone who comments in the show. Or in the rewatch, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, wherever, I'm going to give away a Dane Jackson because it is Dane Jackson season. We all know that, right? Yes. Um, I'm going to give away a Dane Jackson signed mini helmet. Um, put a comment in there why you think you deserve to have the Dane Jackson. You could put positive positive comment about, about Dane Jackson, about Built in Buffalo, whatever you want. I'll pick the best I'll pick the best comment that I think you know would be good for this giveaway. Um, yep. But you got to stick around till the end of the show, um, yes. and I'm going to do it. I'll do it. I'll announce it tomorrow um, because let, I'll let the rewatches get through. Um, actually, you know what? I'll do it Monday. I'll let the rewatches get through this weekend, and then like whoever it. comments in the rewatch, and then we'll go from there. So thank you to Total like Sports it. Buffalo for offering that up for us uh, to give away. All right, hey Rich, you ready to d- dive into these QBs? Uh yes, yes. And I want to get back. I want to get back to the thumbnail for a minute right let me let me let me let me show this for a second because i i I think this is important and i want i want to get the comment section riled up too i want to get your thoughts your perspectives of of how i how we break this down in terms of of josh allen being the standard of progression for nfl qbs and i'm starting to believe so I'm starting to believe Josh Allen is indeed the standard of progression. There's a lot of Josh Allen comparisons. We hear it all the time amongst different players, even coaches time in on their players that they have, that they feel that uh, they they have similarities. Their quarterbacks have similarities to Josh Allen. So uh, is Josh Allen the standard of progression in this NFL? And Let's talk about Josh Allen a little bit, right? We're talking about a guy that everybody thought would be a bust. Let's just DM3. Let's call a spade a spade here, right? Oh, is, that, is, that, is that what we're doing already? Let's, let's call a spade a spade. Uh... 
Caught me off yeah. guard. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. I know. I know. I know. We gotta get back into the. <laughs> yeah, we will get back into it. By week two, week three, we'll be a little. We'll be. We'll be better acclimated. We'll be better acclimated. <laughs> but calling a spade a spade. A lot of people had their negative thoughts on Josh Allen. He couldn't be this. He couldn't do that. He wasn't accurate. Uh, he couldn't read through his progressions. There was a lot of naysayers with a lot of negativity about Josh Allen, and uh, deservingly so, right? You got to go by what you see at the time. But what they ignored was his potential. What they ignored was his progression. What they ignored is all the things that he had that a quarterback that off at the quarterback position that you can't teach, right? 6'5", 250 pounds. He's big. He's fast. He's physical. He is smart, very intelligent. He has a rocket arm and uh, he has the moxie, right? Uh, Josh Allen has a bunch of things that you can't teach that is not coachable, that are God's gifts. And I think that is... Uh, a, a key component into Josh Allen's co uh, progression. Now, when you combine that into where you go matters, right? Where you land matters. Do you land with a good organization? Do you land with a good GM, head coach, offensive coordinator? Luckily for the Buffalo Bills, luckily for Josh Allen, they did. And they understood how to develop a quarterback. And I think those combinations of where you go matters, knowing how to develop a quarterback and having those physical attributes is the is the ultimate key to success. And so why Josh Allen was able to progress. So we're going to get into some quarterbacks. And while I do think Josh Allen is the standard of progression in the NFL, I think it's uh, due to an unfair injustice because Josh Allen, in my opinion, is a generational quarterback. I agree 100%. This is a great comment, too, um, because no other team or fan base would let a QB progress in time. So I'm going to kind of piggyback on that. Josh Allen came into the Bills, I believe, in, in a perfect situation. Um, the team broke the drought. So whoever they took, whether it have, any of those quarterbacks from the, the, the 2018 draft, would have – the team wasn't really – the organization, I don't think, and, and Brandon Bean would probably call me a liar, but the team wasn't in really like, we need you to be good right now. Like five minutes ago, you need to be hitting on all cylinders. Like the team, I think, was prepared for whoever they took, and they obviously fell in love with Josh. They were prepared to do the work. And I, I don't think a lot of these teams are given these guys and, and we'll get more into this, you know, once we break down each, each of the quarterbacks, I don't think that they're given a lot of these guys the time. It's a, it's a, what have you done for me lately league? And it's called the NFL. It's the not for long league for a reason. I just, we, we, we've all talked about Josh Allen. We've all talked about how, you know, he's got a cannon arm. He, he's got some of the most explosive speed once he gets out in the open He's worked on all the all the intermediate stuff. He's worked on his long ball, he, all that stuff, right? We've talked about all that. But I feel like what's not being talked about is Ken Dorsey. What's not being talked about enough is Brian Dable, um, any of those other guys that have helped Josh get to where he's at now. And, yes, Josh had to put in the work, and he goes and works with Jordan Palmer, and he does all this stuff in the offseason. But he – 
I think it was a comment from Daniel Galleries is that he's he's the exception. He's not mm-hmm. going to be the standard. He's the exception. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. any of these other guys we're about to talk about is can't be there, but mm-hmm. in the history of the NFL, there's been no there's been no progression like his. Even mm-hmm. 2019, like we didn't think this was going to be possible. Mm-hmm. And then 2020 happened and it was like he was a completely different quarterback. So and, anyways, and I think that, and, I, and I'm sorry to sorry to piggyback off you. I think this is oh, just such, such an interesting topic and 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 that is the reason and that is the thing that I think that uh other organizations and 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 other GMs and just other people around the league are ignoring. They're ignoring that the fact that what Josh Allen did is 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 really hard to do and I don't think it could be done from a progression standpoint point from one year to a next or from year one to year three they're going by uh what the Buffalo Bills did in terms of of structure in terms of what they did in the offseason and they're taking the Buffalo Bills offseason blueprint and they're going to use that blueprint and saying you know what if we use the Buffalo Bills offseason blueprint we can get a guy that can that can mirror Josh Allen production. If we can do what the Bills did after year one, upgrading the offensive line, upgrading the receiving department, uh, eventually getting uh, uh, a, a bona fide number one wide receiver, getting a security blanket, a, a safety valve uh, for for my quarterback, having a having a, a very good defense that can keep scores close. If we can do those things then we can have that standard, which is Josh Allen. And I think those are the things that the organizations is looking at most instead of the God-given traits that Josh Allen has that these other quarterbacks do not possess. And you got to give it to Brandon Bean's scouting department for, and I believe Dan Morgan, I believe he was a part of that, um, because not a lot of people saw this. Like, not a lot of people saw that he was going to become the guy that he is. We all knew he could throw it, you know, a country mile and he can, you know, he had some escapability, you know, from the pocket and things like that. But kudos to them, man, because, you know, they, they took a, they took a big swing and they absolutely hit a home run. So, and Penny has a great comment. And I think this helps, this helps a lot. Um, I know for the fan base, this now, You know, it could be Josh is playing the part of the franchise quarterback, but I believe in my heart of hearts that Josh Allen, what we see, that's him. He's just that guy. He's the guy that, you know, I saw something on Twitter where they were doing a photo shoot and somebody threw a football at him and it hit him because he wasn't looking and he was joking around afterwards. Like, that's Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it fits in with the culture that that McDermott has brought in. Mm -hmm. It fits in with Bill's Mafia because that's, that's who we are. We love having a good time and, and, and going after it. So I don't know. I just think that, that that's a great comment. Um, and and Penny's a Mets fan. So shout out Penny, man. Shout out Penny. Golly. <laughs> hey, did anybody see that the Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 28 to 5 yesterday? Jesus Christ. Sorry. Sorry. I love four, it. four tutties I love it. in the baseball game. <laughs> hey, if the. Uh, if the Red Sox would have scored through what a couple more runs, they would have had them right where they wanted them, right? Right. It's at twenty-eight to three. Right. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's dive into these got these quarterbacks um, that are the ones. And they're, you know, we didn't we didn't do Justin Herbert, we didn't do Joe Joe Burrow because I think we already know what how good those guys are. Those mm-hmm. guys have arrived. 
Joe mm-hmm. Burrow has arrived. Justin Herbert has arrived. Those guys are are really good quarterbacks already in the NFL, and they're establishing their careers already. What we're doing, just to kind of preface our list, um, we took six. We picked six guys. Some were rookies. Some have two years. Some have three years. Guys that similar in when they were drafted, um, similar in expectations, um, and the guys that are most talked about as far as can they take the Josh Allen leap. So we'll start first with – Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. Danny Dimes has played 38 games in the NFL in over three seasons. Actually not a bad touchdown interception ratio, 45 touchdowns, 29 INTs. We all know he was a first round pick, sixth overall by the the Giants in 2019. And he's got Mike Kafka as his offensive coordinator this year and Brian Dale as his head coach. Hey, Rich, what you got on Mr. Danny Dimes? Uh, Danny Dimes... See, I don't think he possesses any similar traits to Josh Allen besides the fact that he is six foot five. Other than that, I don't think I don't think I know he's he's big, he's tall, uh, he's he's big, but he doesn't use his his size like a Josh Allen would use his size, right? He has enough pocket awareness, enough escapability, but He's he's in my opinion, he's unspectacular. Can you win with him? Possibly. Uh, I don't think he's the problem per se, but I don't think right now at least he's the solution. Can he prove me wrong? Yes, obviously he could prove me wrong. There's definitely some things that go against him that uh, this new regime, the New York Giants, bring in hope to that can stabilize and and make Daniel Jones uh, a franchise quarterback. Right? Think about. The stuff he's been through since he became uh, New York Giants QB. Three offensive coordinators in three years. He had Mike Shula in 2019, Jason Garrett in 2020, Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens in uh, 2021. And in my opinion, for young quarterbacks to have success in the league, especially starting off, especially developing quarterbacks where you're not sure things coming out of college, you have to have that stability. And that's what Josh Allen had, right? He had that stability coming out. He had Sean McDermott coming back. He had uh, uh, Brian Dable coming back. He had the quarterback coach coming back. He was able to get that comfortability and stability so he can progress. And I don't think Daniel Jones had that as a quarterback as of yet with three offensive coordinators. He's had bad offensive line play. The offensive line that they haven't been good for the New York Giants. They've been ranked amongst the worst in football since he became the New York Giants uh, quarterback. And last but not least, he hasn't had the the weapons at the skill positions, right? Kenny Galladay had a disappointing season last year, 14 games started, no touchdowns, only 500 yards receiving. Uh, uh, Darius Slayton had a disappointing year last year. Saquon Barkley been battling injuries the last two years. So I don't think Daniel Jones has had enough pieces around him to even uh, uh, have any type of similarities or success of a guy like Josh Allen. And I'm concerned about him being a franchise quarterback going forward. I agree. I, I'm going to chime in too, but I got to drop this. Awesome comment. I appreciate you, Air Allen. Damn, sorry I'm late. Billsology with A. Rich and DM3 is the best podcast on BIB and top five, if not best, Bills podcast, period. I appreciate you, brother, and I know you're a regular. That's awesome when we get 
those kind words, man. Um, <clears throat> I, I was kind of curious as to why, and I mean, I, I guess financially it might not have worked, but why um, the Giants didn't take a flyer on Mitch Trubisky. He spent a year with Dable in Buffalo, right? Yes, he was the backup quarterback. Um, I don't know if Dable saw, saw enough in Daniel Jones to where he thinks that he can do some work. I do have a quote that I want to put up um, from Brian DeBall, um, as A. Rich calls him, Brian moved the ball. Or run the, is it move the ball or run the ball? Brian moved the ball, yep. <laughs> um, I think it's important to get input from the quarterback in terms of what he feels comfortable with, while at the same time showing him some new things that can help him. That, to me, sounds like they're trying to teach him, you know, teach teach the old dog some new tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I think as far as traits that line up with Josh Allen, like you said, he's tall. Um, he's do- he does have some, some mobility. He is he fast. Um, he does. Unless he gets in the open field and he trips over the five-yard line. Um, right. But, yeah, he, <clears throat> he's not – he hasn't been surrounded by a ton of help. Saquon Barkley's been on and off the injured list. Kenny Galladay, they gave that massive contract to. He didn't pan out. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones himself has been on and off the injury list the past couple mm-hmm. seasons. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much of an offensive mastermind Brian Dayball is when he gets to Danny Dimes. And, and that and, and that is – I apologize. And that is the no, whole – you're good. That is the right. hope, correct? That is, right. that is the hope. What is the hope? I think every every team that we talk about and every quarterback on a team we talk about tonight, they, they have an end game and they have a hope. And the, the hope for the Giants is that Brian Dable can progress Daniel Jones like he did Josh Allen, right? The right. hope from right. the New York Giants is that Joe Shane can construct a team, uh, a, a winning team, like uh, Brandon Bean did in Buffalo. So that's the hope. The hope for the New York Giants is to get Buffalo success with the guys they had that succeeds to the success and been part of the success now with the New York Giants. So I think that's the hope with that organization. I mean, I think, honestly, I, I mean, I don't know. As far as, I mean, they, they were in, they had some cap issues. So I understand why you couldn't possibly go get Mitch Trubisky and mm-hmm. maybe Daniel Jones isn't the guy and you're just going to give Brian Dable one year to kind of see if you can fix things. And if not, you're hitting the 2023 NFL draft mm-hmm. um, for a quarterback, um, which the class isn't, isn't spectacular next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I mean, they're, 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 they're going to have their work cut out for them. Um, I'm not, I'm not a fan or I'm not a not fan of Daniel Jones. I think he does some things well. I just don't, there's no, Leading into a game or the fourth quarter of a game, you know that Daniel Jones has what it takes to get your team down the field to get you a win. I just I don't feel comfortable Mm-mm. saying that. Like with Josh Allen, as of right now, or after the Chiefs game, there is not a team on our schedule or a game that can come up that I wouldn't be comfortable saying that Josh Allen can perform well. Um, I don't care about the 55-mile-an-hour win game against the Patriots. Um, he still actually played well in that game. He threw for 145 yards against 55-mile-an-hour wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came right back and shoved it down their throat a couple weeks later. Um, so so, I, so I, I don't got, think that – My bad. I got a question for you. No, yeah. I got a question for you. And obviously the, in the comment section, everybody's going to see the rest of the list. But uh, off the top of your head right now, if you had to give me a, a, a quick answer without thinking about going in-depth, 
Uh, where would you have Daniel Jones on this list, one through six? Um, I know, well, I, know. I know who's I know who six is, and I don't want to. Sh- we're not going to show the list yet, right? Um, this will be fun when we go through at the end. We can rank them all. Okay, we'll um, do that. We I can think, do that like that. No, no, I think I put him. I put him fifth on the list mm-hmm. right now. Okay. But again, even though he's played three seasons, I haven't seen a ton of the sample size with a good offensive line, a, a healthy Saquon Barkley. We don't know if Brian DeBall wants to run the ball or not. So is Saquon Barkley going to essentially become a pass catching back? Because we all know McDermott was the one that wanted to run the ball in Buffalo. Right. And he was a he was a lineup four wide and let's just go after it. So I put him fifth. I put him fifth. What about you? Uh, yeah, I like, I like that. I like fifth. Fifth sounds okay. good. I, I know, I know who I definitely have six and you know, fifth, <laughs> fifth, fourth and fifth. I'm, I'm battling a little bit, but right now I yeah. like how fifth, I like how five sounds. All right. Next guy up. Zach Wilson. Stifler's mom is watching and she's excited. Anyways, um, <laughs> I had to get that in there. Zach Wilson. He played 13 games last year, which was his rookie season. Not bad overall. Um, I mean, Robert Sala, you had a new head coach. He had a new offensive coordinator. Um, as we all know, he was second overall in the draft 2021. Um, he's got Mike LaFleur, which we all know comes from um, the Kyle Shanahan tree and all that stuff. So what's your thoughts on Zach Wilson? Uh, Zach Wilson – uh, I, I think 6'2", 215 pounds, 3-10 and 10 last year as a starter, uh, battled some injuries. Uh, I think from a physical standpoint, I think Zach Wilson possessed all the tools. Uh, uh, he put on a show during his pro day last year. Everybody talked about it. He, he, everybody can remember. Again, of course, it's against air, but impressive arm strength and showing nonetheless, rolling out right, throwing left, throwing on a dime. So he has he has athletic ability. He has an impressive arm, an above average arm. When some some Jets fans may say elite arm. So he has all the ability in terms of of, of playing the quarterback position. Uh, does he have the recognition? Can he read defenses? Can he accurately and consistently throw the football? I think is some is some concerns uh, uh, about a guy like Zach Wilson. But I will tell you what. I will tell you what. Uh, I think where you go matters, and I think uh, how a GM constructs a football team matters in terms of development of of players, especially. Uh, hopeful franchise quarterbacks. And I think the New York Jets general manager, uh, Joe Douglas, is doing a tremendous job, at least attempting to a put to put uh, pieces around Zach Wilson to be successful. If you look at their old line, they have uh, Becton. Uh, they have uh, Vera Tucker, who had a very good rookie season. They signed Lincoln Thomason, who's one of the better guards in the NFL. If you look at running back, they upgraded there with with Brees Hall. We all know him because we wanted him to be a part of the Buffalo Bills organization, right? They have Michael Carter. If you look at the receivers, they have Corey Davis, who's big. They have Elijah Moore. They drafted a Garrett Wilson. They have Braxton Berrios. Uh, They signed C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin at tight ends. So Zach Wilson has all the pieces in place in year two. I think he has more pieces in place year two 
that than Josh Allen even had in, in his second year with mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. So uh, the New York Jets general manager and that staff has done a tremendous job putting the pieces in place for Zach Wilson to be successful. Can he do it? Do he have enough between the ears to get it done is the only question for Zach Wilson. I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, if you look back at Allen's, what he had, he had, you know, John Brown and Cole Beasley and a young Dawson Knox um, Mm -hmm. and Devin Singletary. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got, Zach Wilson has a really good offensive line. I I mean, I think the jury's still out on Mekhi Becton. He's, he's had Mm -hmm. some weight issues and some, Mm -hmm. some, they, they wanted to say that he had some issues with, you know, practice and was his head in the game and things like that. But He's there's no way he can't succeed if if he's their guy that went number two overall. If he's their guy, this mm-hmm. is the year he's going to take the leap. Is he going to mm-hmm. take a Josh Allen leap? No, he's not. Um, I just don't think he's the same type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he might have a really good season. I think that I can see the Jets winning maybe six games this year, six maybe seven, mm-hmm. um, depending on you know how things fall out, injuries and, and such. But I absolutely think you nailed it. I think I think that if he can't succeed this year. He better be building something for the next season. He better be, you know, mm-hmm. showing improvement, being able to win games in the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the stuff that we're measuring Josh on, because that's the show. Um, does he have a clutch gene? We don't know. He was a rookie last year on a bad team. Right. So those are all things that we're going to have to see if he can stay calm, cool, and collected. Um, and this is kind of a, like a side a sidebar, but everybody's talking about Jimmy G. Um, and he could start on a lot of teams, and now he wants to. They're, they've given him the opportunity to be traded. They told him, that, you know, Trey Lance is our guy. Um, Jimmy G's a good quarterback, except when it counts. If you watch anything where the, 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 the pressure's on, he kind of caves. And that's the feeling I kind of get from Zach Wilson. Like, I know he was a rookie, and this may not be the best comparison, mm-hmm. but. I, there was times when there was games that they were winning, that they had no business winning, and there was mistakes made, whether it be by the offensive coordinator, um, whether it be by Zach Wilson, um, whether it just be a bad play call. Um, so those are the things that need to get corrected. What he does before the snap, he needs to, like you said, mm-hmm. um, the intellectual piece, we need to see if he can take that next step forward this year. So yes. And yes. I want to just add that we're trying to um, give – you know, positive, constructive criticism on these guys with taking the Bills fan hat off and trying to yes. be as partial as non-partial as possible. So, yes, just so everybody knows. Yes, and, and again, I think it's unfair. Is it's unfair to 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 have this label of 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 a Josh Allen progression, even though I do agree with it. I do think it's becoming a standard. I think it's 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 an unfair standard because in my opinion, I'm gonna say it again, Josh Allen is a generational quarterback. None of these quarterbacks possess that moxie, that 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 it gene that we all see from Josh Allen. I haven't yeah. seen it from from any of these quarterbacks. That moxie, that alpha male gene I haven't seen and 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 that gene that moxie is is a part of what makes Josh Allen great as well and I think that is that is a difference maker so even though I th- I think it's a, a unfair comparison uh Zach Wilson 
if he had any similarities, he do have a, a very good arm, a rocket arm. He can make all the throws. So I think he compares with Josh Allen, not to not to that level, but I do think he he has the arm strength to make all the throws like a like a Josh Allen can make. I agree. I agree. All right. Next up, Justin Fields. Uh, he played 12 games last year, which was his rookie season. 1,870 yards, seven touchdowns, 10 INTs. Drafted first round, 11th overall last season. Um, and Luke Getze is his offensive coordinator. Um, this is the one that kind of I scratch my head at because I think his whole season was kind of a dumpster fire. Um, I think that he got thrown to the Wolves and was put in some very unfair situations now sometimes you got to do that with these quarterbacks you want to make sure the rookies hey you know what what obstacles can you can you jump over how can you get over them how can you solve problems things like that because we know you're going to hit you're going to hit these things we know you're going to have your lumps right we saw it in 2018 with josh there was some times when you're like dude what are you doing why are you throwing into triple coverage why are you trying to force the ball when you got a when you got a wide receiver open in the flat like what we saw those, but with Justin Fields, I just there was bad coaching, um, there was really bad in-game management, you know, all around. I think he's got the tools to be a very competent NFL quarterback. I don't think he can be on the Josh Allen level. Now, does he have the athletic dynamic ability? Absolutely. He's got somewhat of a Lamar Jackson trait where you know he he can make something happen when there's nothing. But I don't I don't know if the arm strength is there um, to make the dynamic throws because um, that takes a lot more than just being able to throw the ball really far. You have to be able to read the coverage over top and things like that. So um, I'm still on the fence. I, I'm not sure. I don't think this year's the year. If he takes a leap, it's going to be a big leap this year. I mean, there's new, new coaching staff there. It's a tough division. Um, what's your thoughts on Justin Fields? Uh, I, I think, I think it's tough. I think, I think it's tough because, what what does it take to have success uh, as an NFL quarterback? What does it take to see that leap in progression? Why, what, what does it take? It takes a, it takes the individual, right? The individual himself, he has to do the necessary things in the offseason to progress. He has to lift. He has to watch film. He has to go and work out, practice, work ethic, get better, right? And then that has to be combined with, what the organization is doing to help further the progression of their franchise quarterback. And right. this is the part where I'm stuck at. I don't know what the hell the Chicago Bears organization is doing to help further the progression of Justin right. Fields. How good are these pieces? You have a defensive mind in a defensive mind coach in the Indianapolis coach. I forget his name. Uh, you have this offensive coordinator who I'm not sure. I'm not sure how good he is. We'll see. But then when you look at the offensive weapons, uh, I like Daryl Mooney. He's emerged as a number one receiver last year for the Chicago Bears. 81 receptions, 1,055 yards, four touchdowns, which is very impressive when you have a horrible quarterback play. But after Daryl Mooney, who are the who are the weapons? Daz Newsom, Byron Pringle, the rookie Velis Jones. The, the recently uh, acquired Nikhil Harry, right? St. Brown. Who are the weapons? Who are the pieces to help right. Justin Fields progress? 
And because I'm not sold on the pieces, I'm not sure Justin Fields is going to be that guy this season. And in terms of guys we're talking about that uh, furthered along their progression. So I'm very concerned about Justin Fields. Yeah, it's another organization too. I think it was, was it Lone Wolf? Oh, Spin said another, it's another organization that historically has not proven to be able to develop quarterbacks. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, right? I think the jury's still out, unfortunately, on Mitch Trubisky because he played four years in Chicago Mm -hmm. and we don't know what was going on. He was taken out, you know, at times he was benched. There was times when there was just awful in-game management, play calls, you name it, stuff in the fourth quarter, whatever. And I don't think he was used to his full potential. Um, same with Justin Fields. I mean, use the guy like you want to use the guy. If he's going to be a guy that can get you the yards on the ground, then do that like the Bills do with Josh Allen. They call design runs on purpose because they know that they have a quarterback that's capable of mm-hmm. there's going to be someone coming at him unblocked, but he has the escapability to, to get outside and make things happen. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't think this year's the year he takes a big jump. I mean, may, hopefully he progresses, but like you said, what are you doing to support him? Right. Did you improve your offensive line? Um, right. Darnell Mooney had one year, but he's still, I think that's still kind of unproven. He had one season mm-hmm. um, and they haven't done anything. I mean, DK Metcalf's unhappy in, in Seattle, make a trade to go get DK Metcalf. You immediately have two stud wide receivers, yeah. um, you know, stuff like that. It just, it, it took the bills, you know, the Brandon Bean tried in 2017 to get, you know, the quarterbacks that we had on the roster, Peterman and Tyrod Taylor. He went, yes, it was Kelvin Benjamin. We all know the biscuits mm-hmm. from Popeye's jokes and whatnot. It didn't work out, but he's, he, you could tell he was trying. And then free agency came 2018. You could tell, okay, well, we got, we drafted Zay Jones. We got to use him. So, but then 2019, he was like, all right, we got to start putting shit like in front of Josh that's actually going to work and not just have these three, number three, number four wide receivers on the roster. So, Mm-hmm. Again, just showing how much how how far ahead of a lot of these front offices Brandon Bean and staff are. It's it's mm-hmm. it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna move on. This guy, Trey Lance. Uh, he only played six games last year. Uh, but he was back up to Jimmy G. Um, has been named the starting quarterback um, because the 49ers have granted Jimmy G permission to seek a trade. Uh, five touchdowns, seven interceptions, first-round pick, third overall. The 49ers did do a lot of moving um, in the draft to go get him, even though they had Jimmy G sign his big contract. Um, and he, there isn't an offensive coordinator in place, but we all know that Shanahan's probably going to call plays, if I had to guess. Um, what's your thoughts on Trey Lance? Um, a lot of people were hyped up about him because Josh came out and was a supporter um, that he had the pre-draft video last year saying, hey, don't listen to any of the hate. Just ignore him, do your thing. Um, a lot of people, I think, lump him with Josh because of his physical traits. Um, a big arm. Um, he's got a wild throwing motion that he's going to need to work on. His footwork needs work. Um, he, they say he's got somewhat of an inaccuracy issue. Um, what's, what's your thought on Trey Lance overall? Uh, overall, I like I like Trey Lance. Now, me liking Trey Lance is does that mean he's going to become shout out Izzy with the super chat? Appreciate me like 
me liking Trey Lance, does that mean he's going to become a successful quarterback or good? Uh, uh, maybe not. But Trey Lance, I like because he does have the similarities of of a Josh Allen. He does have some similarities. He does have some skill sets, some similarities. He's big. Uh, he's fast. Uh, he's a dual threat quarterback. He's a he's a dynamic runner. He does have a rocket arm. So you could see some some similarities in their game from that standpoint. Also, uh, from draft standpoint, pre-draft standpoint, I think he 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 was talked about in in similar fashions that Josh Allen was talked about about not being as accurate and and hitting the targets and and having those accuracy issues. So so because of those combination of things. I think he is he is is the most similar to Josh Allen and I really like him but the 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 concern and I think where Trey Lance and 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 Josh Allen differentiate the most is again between the ears. A lot of this is is between the ears with these quarterbacks. Uh does he possess the necessary field vision? Can he can he quickly process and read a defense? Can he go through his progressions quickly? Can he pick apart a defense effectively by reading the defense and and throwing the football at crucial times? I'm not sure if Trey Lance is is able to do that yet. But uh, one thing he has besides those similarities to Josh Allen is uh, one of the top three best offensive minds in football in Kyle Shanahan. So I think uh, the combination of, of, of his physical gifts with a genius mind like Kyle Shanahan, the hope is that those things can propel Trey Lance into becoming a, a, a successful franchise quarterback. And the hope is that he's going to be able to develop good enough to read through progressions to consistently deliver the football. But we'll see. Yeah. Great comment too here by, by is, is that Lance had, he was behind Jimmy G. So he got to learn now, Jimmy G may not be, mm. you know, a superstar because I think injuries and things, but we, I, I think we all, if Jimmy G's healthy, I think Jimmy G's a, is a really good quarterback in the NFL. And I think a lot of teams would jump at the chance to take him like the Seattle Seahawks. I think that he would absolutely be a guy that can go in there. Um, and if he stays healthy, it would be a really good quarterback. Josh Allen had Derek Anderson. Nate Peterman, like mm -hmm. who, who did, who did Josh have in front of him? Right. Mm -hmm. So again, Trey Lance has something that Josh didn't. So is this going to work out? But like you said, that was the, one of the knocks too. And I, if you guys don't know, I moved back to California and I'm about an hour and 15 minutes away from San Francisco. So I pick up a lot of the local radio, San Francisco um, 49ers chat um, or chatter. Um, and a lot of the stuff is that they're constantly work. They've been constantly working with him all off season on his mechanics. Um, mm. the intelligence piece, like you just said, mm. um, because Kyle Shanahan runs a pretty, it's a, it's not an easy system to run. Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in, in, in layman's terms, let's, it's, it's not an easy system to run. So you mm. have to be between the ears. You have to be dialed in all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's no knock on Trey Lance. I'm not. Mm. I'm not saying I can do what what he does. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just saying he's the most comparable one, like like Akeem said, because of the physical traits um, coming from not the biggest school out there. Um, you know, he's 
the the guy that everybody will say don't draft him. Why would you go up and get him? He's mm-hmm. not the best quarterback in this draft in this draft class. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I I, I want to see a full season of Trey Lance. I honestly do. He's very intriguing to me um, because it's the it's the whole unknown factor, right? Um, mm-hmm. We don't know, um, and I think that was what we got with Josh Allen. Now, will he you know start all sixteen game or seventeen games and and be a world beater. I don't think so. I think he's going to take a bunch of lumps. Um, I think there's going to be a ton of highlight film too of him doing spectacular things. Um, but I think the jury is still out and I think it will be out for a little while. Uh, we got a super yep. chat from Daniel Gallery's. I'll drop that up there. Uh, Daniel Gallery's, you're the man. You are a true supporter, man. You've been here a diehard since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome back, Bill's Algae DM3. Shout out to Akeem. Good luck. Have you back. Good to have you back. We appreciate you too, man. That's, that's awesome. Um, all right, so uh, let's do. We got, we got, we got. Uh oh, the man. Tua Tagovailoa. Yes. Twenty-three games played, two seasons. Not bad. Forty-four, sixty-seven passing yards, twenty-seven touchdowns, fifty-nine TDs. We all know he was picked before a couple guys that we're not even having to talk about. Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. fifth overall. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and Frank Smith's his offensive coordinator. <clears throat> now, when we talked about who was six on my list, it's Tua, and that's no knock on the Miami Dolphins. Um, that's no, I want to just come out here and bash Tua. I just don't think that. Number one, he's had a he's had a healthy two seasons. He has not. Uh, we've seen him <clears throat> be pulled in games because he can't manage the game. The way that the now different coaching staff, he's got a really off, really good Mike McDaniel's offensive minded um, head coach. So we'll see. Um, I just don't think he's got the arm talent. I'm talking about from intermediate to long range. Um, I think that comes with being able to read a defense. That that comes with the intelligence piece that Akeem's been talking about. And I don't know what his ceiling is. I, I honestly don't. I don't. He's not an athletic quarterback, right? So that takes him out of the comparison to Josh Allen. He doesn't have the rocket arm, so that takes him out of the comparison. Um, I don't think he's as intelligent as Josh Allen, so I think that takes him out of the equation. Um, what do you think, Akeem? I mean, I'm not trying to bash Tua because the numbers aren't bad, and everybody wants to throw out the numbers between year one and two of Tua between Josh year one and two. Oh, they're better, and look at the completion percentage and more touchdowns and stuff like that, and – um, and yes, they just loaded. They just gave him a full pantry full of, of goodies. You know, they, he's got all the all the toys. So I don't know. What, what do you think? What, what's your thoughts? Uh, Tua, it's it's tough. I think I don't have him six. Surprisingly, I have I have Justin Fields six on my list, and I have Daniel Jones oh. and Tua battling it out for four or five. So I think that's interesting. But uh, Tua is. The only quarterback, I mean, you could probably say a little bit about Daniel Jones, but at least he got some some physicality to him. At least he he's kind of imposing because he is 6'5". Uh, I don't think – I think Tua is the only quarterback on this list without any outstanding traits, right? He's not big. He's not fast. He's not physical. He doesn't have the rocket arm. Uh, uh, like a Zach Wilson and all these guys. He doesn't have the athletic ability like a Justin Fields. So uh, I think that 
those things, the things that you can't teach, he has limitations and that's already a problem, right? So now the hope is, what is what is the hope with Tua? Everybody hope that he can, well, at least Miami Dolphins fans hope that he can continue to be pinpoint accurate in the short and intermediate game. The hope is he can progress some as a, as a, as a deep th ball thrower and he can make uh, uh, all the throws. That's the hope that he could progress into that this year. But ultimately, what Mike McDaniel and, and, and the Miami Dolphins want to do and, and hope for is the skilled players to, to bail him out and to mask his deficiencies. The hope is for guys like Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Cedric Wilson, Mike Jacecki. The hope is those plethora of, of, of good uh, skill position players are good enough to, to be yak demons, to catch the ball short and do a lot of explosive things with the football. And if they can get that done, that can mask some of the deficiencies that Tua does have. Is it going to happen? We'll see. But out of all the quarterbacks, he, he doesn't possess the the abilities and the God's gifts that some of these other quarterbacks possess. You know what I hate? I hate yak metrics because they shouldn't count for a quarterback's yards because if so, say, so say, and I'll give you an example. So say Tua comes in and he plays all 17 games. Miraculously, he doesn't get injured, um, especially not against the bills like he did last year, but he comes and he plays all 17 games and they do this intermediate shit with Tyreek Hill and Waddell and Gasecki, and they get all this yak yard. And he's going to look like he's a freaking Hall of Fame quarterback because he's going to throw for 4,000 yards, which half of it's going to be yak. Because you got to think right now, Mike McDaniels is designing 30 plays for Tyreek Hill just to be in space. And it's not down the field 30 or 40 yards. It's underneath. And it's just... The Bills were, I think they were either second last or dead last last year in yak yards, and look how many passing yards Josh Allen had. That's talent. That's not, you know, they 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 have people that can do everything. They have the intermediate stuff. They have the slot receiver in Beasley. They had Gabe Davis who can hit you over top. They had digs for everything else on the route tree. It's just, to me, it's remarkable that they're constructing this team and this offense to be an intermediate. And now, don't get me wrong, the Patriots did it for years with their, you know, Julian Edelman dink and dunk shit and Gronk and stuff, and it was very successful. And I get that, but if 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 he's not successful this year, I don't know if he's going to be on the Dolphins the year after because he has no excuses. You know, the comments when I put two up, like the comments went bananas, and he's got no excuses. He's not physical or he's not athletic. You can't you can't teach height, right? So he's not tall. You know, I don't think he can get any faster. You can't. I don't think his arm's going to get any stronger, and he's going to be able to throw these rockets down the field. So, hopefully, he's in, he's working on his intermediate stuff and his throwing mechanics and his intelligence, and that's going to get him through 2022. Be interesting yeah, and, to see. And, and this yak thing is is becoming a thing. We'll see what happens on both sides of the, of the spectrum because Miami Dolphins right. is going to depend on the yak and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's been a lot of talk how we want to improve our yak, and that that's that's been an interesting topic of discussion as well. Yak yardage, yak yardage. I think it's interesting because uh, as much as I, I I love yak yardage, how how much does injuries 
play to that. The Buffalo Bills have been a pretty healthy team offensively. Right. right? Now, yak yards, you want to put the ball in these players' hands. Uh, uh, are they going to be able to, to, to take these hits, withstand this punishment, and remain healthy? Because I think right. that is something that nobody nobody is talking about when we talk about yak yardage. Yeah, we want yak yardage, but I want my players to be healthy as well. And however they got to be healthy, however we have to play to maintain that health is what I want for my ball club. So interesting, interesting to see. And you know that Brandon Bean, <clears throat> we think that he doesn't pay attention to the the, me, the media people and stuff like that. But I mean, they went out and got Jameson Crowder, who's got a, he's a, he's a yak guy. And then they drafted James Cook, who is going to be a guy that they're going to look for in the screen game, intermediate game, and whatever for yak yards. So, so they're he's paying attention. All right, last but not least, Jalen Hurts. 30 games played over the last two seasons. Impressive 4,200 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 INTs. Drafted second-round draft pick, 53rd overall, 2020. Um, Shane Steichen, Steichen, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, is their offensive coordinator. This one is interesting to me because something came out on social media. I saw many different versions of it, and it kind of blew up like, Everybody was reacting to it. Eagles fans and Bills fans were going at it all week. They put up the two-year stats for Josh Allen and for Jalen Hurts. And they were saying, well, look at the touchdowns. He had more touchdowns than Josh Allen. Look at the passing yards. It's just about the same. So what do we think is going to happen year three? And don't get me wrong, the Eagles I, I the Eagles are, have a really good team this year i think they put together a really good team they've added some things on offense and defense i think they're going to have a really good team but i don't think that he has the he has the speed he has the the you know the physical ability and i'm always going to compare him to like lamar jackson but i don't know intelligence wise if he's got the huge arm like josh does um and the escapability in the pocket, I don't think it's there on the level that it is of Josh Allen, who, by the way, under pressure was the second most successful quarterback behind Justin Herbert last year um, in the NFL. So what's your take on, on, on Jalen Hurts? Like that, I saw that post, and everybody at Bills Mafia and the Eagles fans were just going, going ham on each other this week. What's your thoughts? I, I, you know what? I kind of like Jalen Hurts. I, I know you think- do. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you know, I, I I think the man is, uh, I think he's an explosive athlete with with a ton of potential, and and I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, a Jalen Hurts is a poor man's Lamar Jackson, right? Do I I would now how scary would Baltimore be if Baltimore if Lamar Jackson had Jalen Hurts weapons, right? I I think yeah. Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts have a lot of weapons, but. I don't think people are as scared because at the end of the day they're not sold on Jalen Hurts. But I think I think the kid has some potential. Now, is he is he a big guy? No, but he 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 has some dynamics to him. Uh, over three thousand yards passing, sixteen touchdowns, nine interceptions. Also has seven hundred and eighty four yards rushing and ten TDs. So what I like about what I like about Jalen Hurts is I like his situation. Uh, his head coach understands exactly what he is. We're going to utilize Jalen Hurts uh, in terms of last season, in terms of getting the ball out quick, and we're going to utilize his legs. We're going to make sure his legs is a factor in our offense to make our offense more explosive and more dynamic. Now, 
everything again, just like the rest of these quarterbacks, a lot of these other quarterbacks, is between the ears. Can he read a defense? Can he can he break down the defense? Can he go through his progressions? Can he can he avoid locking on his primary uh, receiver? Everything once again is between the ears with yet another quarterback. But Nick Sirianni and that and that Philadelphia Eagles organization, I think, is another team unlike the Chicago Bears, uh, did a, a pretty pretty good job surrounding him with talent. I think the Eagles have an above average offensive line group led the, the way by Lane Johnson and 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 Kelsey. Uh, I, I like the A.J. Brown acquisition. They have Devonta Smith over there, along with Quez Watkins and Jalen Reger and 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 Dallas Gobert mm-hmm. at tight end. And you have Miles Sanders at running back. So they have a lot of pieces, enough pieces to see whether or not Jalen Hurts is that guy. So uh, any comparison to Josh Allen? No, not necessarily, but some some words have some comparisons to Josh Allen, and that's explosive. That's dynamic. He has those traits similar to Josh Allen, even though his game isn't similar. Yeah, and I think, too, Josh's rookie year, he was doing a lot of the stuff that he did with the the 100-yard rushing games and things like that because he had no support. A lot of the times it was jailbreak, right? He was running. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be. You know, he was under center or even in shotgun. It was, it was like jailbreak, and he was just running. Those weren't design plays back in 2018. Um, 2019, we saw um, they dialed some of that stuff back a little bit. They started to improve the offensive line. 2020, I think they improved the offensive line again, gave him a little bit more support. Still was running for his life at times. But I think Josh, and I think you'll see this year, a lot of this, the, the Josh running is going to be more by design. Um, but we also don't know how much of that was Josh, how much of that was Dable, how much of that was Dorsey, how much of it was all three of them getting together saying, hey, I need to get hit six times because it gets me into the game. We all know that Josh came out and said that he likes to get hit early on, kind of gets him in the flow of the game. So that's going to be really interesting. And with all these guys, let's let's rank let's rank these guys. Give me Give me your... Give me your one through six, and if you want, I could put them up again. All right, so, all right, who's number one for you, out of all these guys? Is, is it, is it Hurts? I think you're muted. Did you mute? So yeah, so number yeah. one. So when I do this, I I do this in combination of the individual talent and the the pieces the organization put around the quarterback. Is, is how I do my ratings. So, uh, number one, uh, yeah, I have Jalen Hurts at number one. All right, well, who's number two? I have Jalen Hurts at number one. Uh, number two, I have Trey Lance at number two. Nice. Who's number three? I have Zach Wilson at number Ooh. three. All yes. Right. I have number Zach four? Wilson. I have uh, Daniel Jones. At number five. And who's last for you? Oh, wait, no. That was was that four or was that five? four? I have Daniel Jones at four, Tua at, five. At, Tua at five, and Justin Fields at six. You're just not that confident on Justin Fields, huh? Nah, nah. I, I'm not. I just don't I'm think not. we've seen I just don't think we've seen an, a, like enough of him. And he was in right. such a shit storm in Chicago. Like there was nothing, nothing right. was done right. He was put in a really bad situation. 
sometimes you want to let the, the young quarterbacks just hey, let it rip, see what you got. Yeah, but I just, that could also turn around and, and give them some PTSD. And and then we can say, well, if they're strong-willed quarterbacks, they can they could take it and shit like that. So Because mm-hmm. I think with Josh, they should have just, from the minute he walked off the damn podium, you're number one. Mm-hmm. These other guys can just watch you do your, you do your thing. And mm-hmm. we didn't do that. And I think it kind of hindered his – the beginning of his 2018 rookie season. Um, so number one for me, I think is, is Jalen hurts too. I, I do like um, a lot of the stuff that he did last year. He improved a lot last year. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that he has the ability in the fourth quarter. Um, if you're down four, he's going to, I think he's going to do what it takes to get a touchdown, whether it's with his legs, whether it's with his arms, um, you know, what have you. Um, number two for me also is Trey Lance. Number three for me is also Zach Wilson. Uh, number four for me, I lost my list. Hold on. Uh, number four for me is going to be Justin Fields. I just don't know. Wow. Okay. I'm not. I'm. I think I've seen enough of Daniel Jones and Tua to put them five and six. Okay. I think you get athletic ability with Justin Fields that you don't get yeah, you with do. Daniel Jones. You do. Tua. You do. You, you don't. He's a he's a statue. He's suck it like. How many the mm-hmm. Bills sacked him what four five times in the first half? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my list. Um, I like it. I like it. But anybody in the comment any section, comments. do you have a list? Do you have a list that one through six? Who who is your one through six in order between Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, uh, uh who who else we had? Who else we had up here? Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and who is the sixth person? You say Danny Dimes? Hurt. Danny Dimes, Jalen Hurts. Who's your one through six? See, Aaron Allen, I think Miami fans are banking a lot on this guy's progression. And progression to me is not him just dumping shit underneath to Tyreek Hill because, you know, Case Keenum can do that, right? Matt Barkley can do that. He can drop the ball off and, hey, go run, you know, this and take it 50 yards. Anybody can do that. Um, And let me tell you this. A lot of people are talking about how, the Bills better be ready for the speed of Tyree Kill, and they weren't a match against him in Kansas City and blah, blah, blah. The Bills are smart. Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier will adapt. If they see that the game plan is to get Tyree Kill involved underneath, they will take that shit away. And there was times when the Bills played the Chiefs, and they took Tyree Kill out of the game. There's times. During the regular season last year, they took him out of the game. I think he had 50 yards receiving or something like that. And a lot of that came late. So, anyways... And I know you talk as you talk about that. I I, I have to do it a, a flip side and say this this comment is the exact reason why I don't have to a last because of the weapons around him. Now yeah. I, I know Justin Fields is he's a gifted athlete. He he give, he adds a dimension, but I'm not sure if his dimension is as good as the Miami Dolphins. Uh, 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 skill position players, so that's why I have between that's why I have uh, two of fifth and 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 uh, Justin six. And my guy Adam coming in with he's excited to see what Daniels. I am too. I hey, yeah, yeah, I don't think we, I don't think me and Akeem, I don't think we want any of these guys to not succeed. I mean, if it's against the Bills, of course, we don't want them to succeed, but these are all NFL players playing a sport that we love talking about, mm-hmm. and we want all these guys to succeed. I think that I, I also. Danny Dimes got – he kind of got shafted with coaching and, and play mm-hmm. calling and things like that. So maybe yeah. Dable will come in and, you know, maybe 
you know, we'll see. Maybe he'll resurrect him in year four. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just don't know. I So would you say, and, and this is a random-ass question, who has the best receiving core in the AFC East? I, I You know, I think it's our team. I think it's the Buffalo Bills. Because I've seen a lot of things where Miami with Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddell are better than Diggs and, and Davis. If we're talking top top two guys. Well, if you're talking just top two, then then they have an argument. When I think about yeah. that's why receiving core, I think about the entire core. So I think uh they're very good. I think Tyreek Hill, Hill and Waddle are very good, but I think they're top heavy. After that, I do think there's a significant drop off. Yeah, I know Cedric Wilson, he flashed for the Dallas Cowboys, but that's still yeah. indeed a, a, a drop off between Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. And I don't think there's a, a, a major difference, if any, between a Stefan Diggs and a Tyreek Hill uh, as far as who is better between those players. Now you have Gabriel Davis and Crowder and McKenzie and Shakir. I just think this the Buffalo Bills from top to bottom is right. is, is, is a balanced group with no significant drop-off past Stefan Diggs. For sure. I agree 100%. All right. So if you guys haven't already, if you're still here, I'm going to give away this mini flash helmet signed mm-hmm. by Dane Jackson. Um, I love Dane Jackson, by the way. If you guys had known that about me, I'm, I'm a huge believer in Dane Jackson. Um, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL in the eight games he started last year against the run, which I think we can use all the run support. We, we, we can use any of the run support that we can get. We can use it. So um, I'm a huge believer in him. I'm going to give this away. All you have to do is if you watch the video, comment why you think you deserve to win this Dane Jackson helmet, um, whether you're watching Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, and I will pick the winner and announce it Monday um, and let you know if you won. Um, hey, Rich, it's been over, what, it's been like a year and a few months since we've done this. How do you feel, man? What do you think? Man, Any words uh, of wisdom to get out of here? I, I I think it was an excellent show, man. An excellent first show. Uh, I, I've been waiting to do this. I've been envisioning this for a few months. It's finally upon us. I'm, I'm glad we're back. The original Billsology. Uh, appreciate everybody in the comment section. Appreciate the comment we had earlier. I do believe when myself and DM3 is on the original Billsology, I do think that it, it is indeed a, a, a great show. And uh, I, uh, it's more to come. It's more to come. Billsology is just starting. Just, just revamping itself, and it's going to be a lot of quality content uh, from here on out. It's a big season, big season for, for, for the Buffalo Bills. Big year for the brand. Shout out, shout out, Bills and Buffalo brand. Shout out, my brother DM3. Uh, we have some amazing sponsors: TSC Buffalo, uh, Picasso Pizza, and and the newly acquired sponsor in in, in West Her Her. Uh, we appreciate the sponsors. That that is that is excellent for the Bills and Buffalo brand. I love uh, my brother DM3. He's been doing a tremendous job behind the scenes. Even though you haven't seen him uh, doing shows and in front of the camera, where you get the most recognition, right? Everybody sees the guys in front of camera, and they they tweet about all these guys are are the best guys because they see in front of the camera. The best guys are the guys that do everything. And Dave Myers is one of those guys, one of the few guys that does everything. And uh, I'm just ha- glad to have him back, man. So, brother, great first show. Okay, man, I don't even know what to say after that. But it's been a long time coming, and it's not 
because I didn't want to do shows. It's a lot of stuff. Life happens. And, uh, but we're back and we're not going anywhere. Um, I'm looking forward to having an awesome fun filled season with my co-host a rich, who is also my best friend. We talk all the time, every day. Um, and there's no one I would rather do this with. It's, it's just, we have that relationship that we built through doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to get corny and sappy, but, um, this is what we do. And we, we thoroughly enjoy the shit out of doing this for you guys. And I appreciate everybody that keeps coming back. Um, I know a lot of you guys were supporting, um, you know, the brand when I wasn't on camera, you guys were asking when I was coming on camera, even when I comment in the comment section and stuff. So I appreciate all of you guys on um, the super chats tonight. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for that. Um, we'll be back. Um, check out our other shows too. Um, yes. we have some yes. really good content creators. Um, couple young bucks in Anthony, the sauce God, who's on Friday yes. nights with the sit down Peter DiBiase, who's on Wednesdays. Yes. Um, he's awesome. He's got the bills blitz or Buffalo blitz. So Izzy's on Sunday, the OG Izzy, uh, yes. a rich and Akeem are on Tuesday. So we got a ton of stuff. We got our crazy breaking tables guys who yes. are going to get you guys ready for all the tailgates this year. So we got, we got a ton of content. We're always getting more. Um, so with that being said, Izzy, with the $2 super chat. I love you, brother. Um, Izzy's back tomorrow at 7 PM. He's going to do a 53 man roster project prediction. So, mm -hmm. so definitely check that out. Yes, sir. Um, Akeem, you want to take us out of here, man? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. A rich Akeem Richens, DM three, Dave Myers. If you don't know us by now, please, please get to know us. You have been in tune with Bill's allergy. We are indeed back. We appreciate all the comments and all the love we've got in this section. And uh, we'll be back next week, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Built in Buffalo Network. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, go Bills. Go Bills. I don't need accolades. I'm in love with the chase. I just want to eat. Stay the spot at the table.